0: Hey everybody and welcome to Well Said, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill's podcast where we talk with students, faculty, and staff about what's going on on campus and around the world. And today we're talking about stress management with William Frey, an organization and professional development specialist with Carolina's Office of Human Resources. In your role at Carolina, you spend a lot of time teaching about stress management, and you've actually written a book about managing stress. But I think the best place for us to start is to better understand what stress is and what it can do to people. So let's start off with just that. And what is stress?
1: So everybody who studies and works with stress and stress management has their own particular definition of it. In fact, some of those definitions have been around for many decades. My own personal definition is more of a working definition. And I say that stress is a reaction to demands that are placed upon the body and the mind. So if you have to do heavy work or if you have to think quickly, those are demands that are placed upon the body and the mind. And it's not just a reaction. It's also our belief and our capacity to meet those demands that we all have stress in our lives. So first of all, I tell people let's be realistic here and let's not say that we're going to be able to eliminate stress, but given that we're going to have stress, what is our belief in our capacity to meet the demands that stress places upon
0: us in everyday life? So what are some of those things that cause stress? What's stressing us all out?
1: So typically, anything potentially can cause stress. I would say that people who work outdoors have a lot of physical stress. People who work behind a computer have a lot of workplace stress, especially from sitting idle and just noticing what's happening on the computer screen. Uh, You could also say that finances is another thing that causes a lot of stress. Relationships, even though relationships are a source of comfort to us, they can also cause us a lot of stress. Uh, If you're in the workplace and you're having to work with people that you normally wouldn't work for or work with, then that can cause you stress, having some of those expectations. If you're a student, then certainly having a lot of pressure in terms of deadlines, when things are due and how things are due and not being clear about what are the expectations for how this paper should look or what kind of uh, examples are going to be on the exam. Am I ready for that? So I would say just about anything can cause stress depending upon your ability to feel that you're capable of managing it.
0: What are some of the side effects of stress and what are some of the signs of a person who's stressed out?
1: those symptoms can vary considerably. So again, each person's unique. Each person has uh, their own weak link in their body and their mind that is going to be affected by stress. So for me, it tends to be uh, my, that my lower back goes out or I get headaches, migraine headaches, as a number of people do. But then there are also psychological symptoms such as irritability, which is my personal favorite. <laughs> there's that feeling of overwhelm. So sometimes there's some emotional distress that goes along with all this. So I would say some of the most common ones are fatigue. And then what's really interesting is even though you are fatigued and you have a loss of energy, you are unable to sleep. So sleeplessness can be another manifestation of stress. For some people, they want to eat a lot. So if there's anything in sight, they will go ahead and try to eat that because that helps them feel like they're managing their stress. And for other people, they lose their appetite or they lose their ability to digest properly. I've actually been involved in some research here at Carolina on irritable bowel syndrome so that we notice how stress actually affects the symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome.
0: And a lot of those sound like things if you don't treat the stress, they could lead to some serious health problems later on. It sure can, yeah. And it, it
1: can even lead to uh, symptoms and it can lead to other diseases and make them worse uh, than they would actually be uh, that we don't normally associate with stress. For example, prediabetes uh, or metabolic syndrome can be brought on or made worse by stress. Uh, some cancers and our reaction to cancers can certainly be made worse by stress having a pulled muscle, which you normally would have just from doing some heavy work can be made worse by having a stressful reaction to that.
0: So then what are some of the ways that we can manage our stress?
1: Well, I would say there are two things that anybody can do because stress manifests itself so differently for different people that everyone needs to have their own personal toolkit that's available to them. So The first kind of tool that you want to have or the kind of tool that you want to develop is something that deals with the symptoms of stress. So it's something that helps relieve you in the moment. So that may be simply kicking back, putting your feet up for a moment. It could be getting up, walking away from your office and taking a little walk down the hall or around the building. Going to the water cooler is the typical example where you go out and have a conversation that has nothing to do with what you were just doing a moment ago. So having a break whether that break is something that's more sedentary, if you've been active or something that's more active, if you've been sedentary. Then the second class of stress management tools are those that actually help us deal with more of the cause of what's going on. So is that cause more internally generated? Is it because of the thoughts I'm having? For example, a very common way of stress manifesting itself is to have a lot of thoughts going on. Sometimes we call this rumination, just one thought after another or one thought being repeated ad nauseum. So we want to be able to have a way of dealing with why we're ruminating and how we're ruminating so that we can actually begin to recognize those thoughts are happening and we're not going to get rid of those thoughts because they are very skillfully embedded in our brains. But can we still be present to what's going on in a relaxed manner? So sometimes people call this relaxed vigilance. So I'm still very much aware of what's going on, but I'm not fighting against it. I'm not struggling. I'm taking that kind of suffering away from the experience that I'm going to normally have anyway.
0: So it sounds like just understanding when we are stressed is really important to how we manage stress.
1: I think that's the crux of the matter. I I think you hit it right on the head. Uh, For a lot of people, it's learning, first of all, I've got these symptoms. And is there something wrong with me? And then in my classes, people will talk about their symptoms are, and everybody realizes, oh, I'm not alone in all this. So this is natural, even though it's unpleasant. So that's that first realization, I'm not all alone in all this. Then we start talking about, okay, if we can talk about this in class, if we can talk about this together as a group, then maybe we can learn how to recognize what's going on within us. We can start to give it words, we can start to give it labels, we can start to uh, understand it and recognize it, maybe not as an old friend, but as something that's been with us for a long time. And then we can ask ourselves, okay, so how can I recognize that it's there without adding a lot more stress to it by worrying about it? How can I just simply acknowledge, yep, I definitely am feeling stressed right now about that deadline. I'm going to take a nice deep breath, ask myself, what's one little step I could do to get me moving? And usually once I get that little step going and I'm breathing and I'm giving myself enough time to work on it, my stress pretty much disappears.
0: That doesn't sound like something that just happens overnight. It sounds like managing stress is something that takes a lot of practice and a lot of training.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I class a lot of those things in the category of mindfulness. So, a lot of people have preconceptions of what mindfulness might be. So, I again have my own working definition that it's a non judgmental, compassionate, intentional awareness of what is. So, it can be things that are going on inside of us, like our own thoughts and emotions, and it can be things that are going on outside of us, like what somebody is saying or what their body language is trying to tell me. So I want to be able to recognize how I am responding to that. Now, in some cases we react to it. And with that reaction, we really don't have any choice. It's just stimulus reaction. But we human beings have this wonderful capacity of being aware. So something can happen, which is totally outside of my control, like some, like a coworker rolling her eyes. And I have the capacity to notice not only her rolling her eyes, but also how I am responding to that. And I notice the stories that are going on inside my head. I notice how I'm feeling tension. I notice whatever emotions I'm feeling before I even open my mouth. Now that I know how I'm actually feeling to that, I have an opportunity to choose how I want to respond. I can let her know how I'm feeling, or instead I could say something that's more problem solving and more oriented toward the task at hand And not keeping it personal.
0: So, the school year is about to kick off and stress is about to skyrocket for a lot of people, whether it's the students or the staff and administration around campus. So, with that in mind, what's some advice about managing stress that you have for us heading into the school year? Sure. Well, I, again, uh,
1: a mix of things that are in your toolkit is really good. So I would say some things not to do would be to stay up too late so that you're sleep deprived because that can lead to stress. Don't drink too much. Oh, I know that's really hard, but actually alcohol impairs our ability to manage ourselves and to be creative and to deal with stress. Uh, don't eat too much and you know, eat healthy food, get exercise, stretch. So take care of your body. As well as taking care of your mind hang out with people who are good for you people who won't try to lead you astray and and, uh, encourage you to do things that you probably know you shouldn't do Uh, think about doing some things that you really love to do every so often so don't make it just nose to the grindstone Uh, if you enjoy looking at art or if you enjoy uh, being in nature Uh, If you enjoy watching a movie or reading a good book, make some time for that.
0: Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Check back to unc.edu next week for another episode of Well Said or subscribe on iTunes or Android.